Christmas is a season for joy and making merry, at least that's what all the commercials tell us. While the holidays do bring cheer to many people, they can be a nightmare for those with mental health conditions. I'm Marguerite De Leon, and in this episode of I've Got an Opinion, Rappler's podcast on ordinary people speaking up on extraordinary issues, I chat with Lou Lanuza, a third-year biology student at Ateneo de Manila, who aims to be either a doctor or professor in the field of microbiology. He is also diagnosed with depression and social anxiety. How does he cope with the pressures of the typical Pinoy Christmas gathering and all the nosy taklesa titas who come with it? Let's find out. Welcome, Blue, to our latest episode of I've Got an Opinion. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Okay, so before we get started, could you tell us a little more about yourself? My name is Glue Lanuza. I'm currently a third-year biology student at Ateneo, um, working towards either medicine or research. Okay, so if it's okay to uh, bring it up right away, uh, you were diagnosed with depression and social anxiety, right? Yep. Could you tell me when that uh, happened, when you were diagnosed, and how did that diagnosis come about? What led you to seek help? I was originally diagnosed in 2014. It came about because I noticed that the things that I, were, that I was doing that would usually make me happy or would make me satisfied, sort of, like studying or uh, playing games with friends or training for a uh, training in badminton practice, uh, they just weren't making me feel happy or satisfied. That no matter what I did, there was this sort of feeling of dissatisfaction and sadness mm-hmm. that I really couldn't explain. And uh, I was lucky enough and kind enough to have parents who, uh, who treated this as valid Okay. And so they, yeah, they had me brought to a to a psychiatrist with therapist, and that was when I was initially diagnosed. Okay, I I have to say you're really lucky because I mean I would imagine the common Filipino experience would be yun na hindi validated yung feelings mo sa parents mo and they usually like brush it aside or ano parang sinama artikal lang or yun so. It's it's good that you at least have that kind of support system sa pamilya mo palang. Yeah, initially they were a bit apprehensive to the idea. All right. Because it was like their first time ever encountering something like it. Okay. But I, I just I vocalized my opinion and said I really have to go to see a, a specialist for this because mm-hmm. I don't feel well. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's good. Butana, you were able to be very clear about what you wanted. So it probably goes without saying that. This pandemic has been particularly challenging for you, given your conditions, right? Could you share more about your pandemic experience with us? Um, okay, so I'm a person whose life practically revolves around my friends. Um, my friends mean the world to me, so being away from them for the longest time and not really getting to talk to them or meet with them as often as I would like has been a very huge weight on me. Because I I feel like I have this need to sort of maintain the relationship through online means, which is something I'm really not good at right. because I, I have social anxiety and it's very difficult for me to do so. It doesn't come naturally. So like there is this sort of background pressure that I'm aware of and at the same time not aware of that uh, 
I have to sort of check in on this friend, ask how they're doing, etc. But then it's like, it's also extra stressful for me. I think for me specifically, because as someone who is sort of get in, in the field of science mm-hmm. and is also is heading into medicine, uh, the situation in general and the way that our country's response to the pandemic has been is just it like I remember stopped going on social media for two months because it just got depressing for me to open social media and see that despite all of the proof and evidence and the guidelines given with the yeah. scientific basis that you know there's still a refusal to listen. Yeah. So actually yeah. um I'd like to go back. I'm very curious. I'd like to go back on what you said about you have social anxiety, so that's why you find it harder to connect online than offline. Um, yes. Which I find very interesting because uh, I would have imagined that if someone had social anxiety, it would be harder for them to connect in person as opposed to um, online. Because it's kind of, I, I would imagine it's more like enervating. It's more nakapagod kung makita mo yung, if you have to deal with people in real life. So, Pang, could you explain a little more about parang, what makes your, your experience that way? Uh, I think it's more difficult for me because, you know, emotions and expressions can't be seen through chat. Mm, okay. And you know, I'm a very emotive and very expressive person when I'm around my friends. So, for example, I'll say something that I'll usually say in real life, but with some sort of pretext, some sort of context or, or expression. Yeah, yeah. But then afterwards, I'd think, oh my God, did they take this the wrong way? Or did right. they see this in a different message? Yes. And um, that scenario will keep playing over in my head and it'll just get worse and worse. Yes. And then, or for example, like, hindi sila reply agad. So, <laughs> yeah, that's also, that's a, also another issue. Yeah, yeah. That, I, I can, I totally get that now. Okay, I get that now. Um, Okay, so uh, would you consider yourself? Did you would you say that your anxiety and your depression was pang uh, heightened during the pandemic? Like, did you go through like ep- episodes talaga during this time? Uh, yeah, I actually still go through episodes of mm-hmm. like those feelings, despite it being almost what seven, eight months in lockdown. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I you know so there's some days wherein I just sit down on my sit down on my desk and think holy shit I'm so lonely. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, you know, like I'd miss my friends or uh, I'd go through my the photos on my phone and then I'd see pictures from a year ago from earlier this year and I'll say wow I really miss my friends mm-hmm. and it'll it'll send me into an episode of course because yeah. it doesn't really go away but I've learned over time to sort of control and uh, to reflect more regarding these things, you know, doing stuff like meditation, uh, a self-awareness exercises, just telling myself that you know, it'll, it'll be over eventually. Yeah. And it's not like they're, they're gone when this is over. And I'm lucky enough to have, to have people, you know, still be here with me. Okay, that's a, that's a very healthy way of going about it. Um, do, do, are, do you live with your uh, family or do you live alone? Uh, I live with my my parents and my brother, my younger okay. brother. Okay, so at least my parang may support system ka na physically nandyan. Eh, yeah, although I don't really see them that often. <laughs> I, I, within yeah. the house. Like, hindi ka nagpapansinin? Not really. It's more of I'm always at my desk because I'm always like studying or right. working on stuff. So, can't don't really have time to leave my room. 
Oh, and you also you're also going you're also taking classes right now, right? Yep. Oh, so I uh, can you tell me more about that? Like how how is your experience um so distance learning? Uh, as someone who has always struggled with academics, mm-hmm. it's even more so. Uh, it's even more difficult for me now because, like, sure, I'll go through a module once, twice, thrice, mm-hmm. but I still won't understand it. Yeah. Like, I can commit the terms to memory, mm-hmm. but I won't understand specifically what they are, and that is the the key, especially in my in in my course, like on to being able to learn. Mm-hmm. And the fact that I can't just approach my professor after a lecture and ask for a consultation Uh-oh. or ask a question, it's it's a bit difficult, yeah. Okay, yeah, I can imagine. Like, uh, just today there was this uh, viral post. Um, this uh, professor who's who has he has a very young daughter, and um, the young daughter submitted her module for music. And instead of answering the questions, she, she just wrote, parang, sorry, teacher, hindi ko po talaga maintindihan. Yeah, I saw that actually right before this. Right before <laughs> talaga, this. ayun. Yeah. Yun. So, um, it, it really breaks your heart because like, and it, it, it confounds me because it's a, it's a music class on a piece of paper. It's, it's the most oxymoronic thing. Um, diba? So, yeah, I, I, I sympathize with your, with your plight. And okay. it's it, it's sort of more anxiety inducing because sure. uh the, the classes I take, my majors like uh-huh. systematics, biophysics, they have lab components. And I, yeah, I can imagine I can't do the lab components and my professors and at least the way that my course is structured right now is that when we get back to physical classes, we'll take all our lab classes and that's not going to be a fun idea for me. Yeah, oh not, I can't yeah. imagine. So they're there at Yeah, yeah so it's 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 something that I feel like is a bit more difficult for me. Others might have an easier time adjusting, but I really haven't adjusted properly. Okay. So um, speaking of adjusting, so let's get into the actual uh, meat of the, the topic. Um, we're recording this on the last week of November, and the holidays are almost full blast. So, how do you feel about this season? Parang, does your family have plans? Uh, and have they changed given the pandemic? Um, well, typically, like with the holiday season, I really couldn't care less. Uh, okay. I'm not religious by any means. Mm-hmm. So, the whole uh, Roman Catholic celebration aspect of Christmas, I, I don't really mind. Right. Um, but it's not that uh when when december comes i'm immediately depressed or i'm immediately anxious it's more of the events that beget, that uh christmas begets the, the family gatherings mm-hmm. uh the parties with people that i actually don't remember their names oh. uh, that that's that's what gives me like that feeling of anxiety mm-hmm. that feeling of uh like that pressure on my neck that i really dislike mm-hmm. um I mean, if you were to compare this holiday season to, say, last year, by now, we would already be planning, like, okay, uh, we're going to have this party on this date. We're going to have this party on that date. Mm-hmm. I, my family is very big on their social gatherings. Okay. Uh, and so, yeah, because of the pandemic, we can't really gather, can't really see each other. So, I guess it's a bit, I don't know, better for me. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, ironically, parang it does have its advantages, mm-hmm. this pandemic. Um, Not that I hate my family or I have any issues with them. It's just, yeah, yeah. You know, I don't yeah. mind staying at home. Yeah, I get that. Um, like, you don't necessarily dislike them, but uh, it's just the the physical act of being around them can be mm-hmm. stressful. Uh, it, it makes me uncomfortable more right, right. above anything else. Um, but in the previous years, like, did you do anything about this? Or did you just like grin and bear it? Well, I had to grin and bear it, actually. Like, you know how it is with traditional Filipino families. Mm-hmm. Like, you just have to smile and say, yes, po, opo, and wait for it to be over with most of the time. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's not like I hated being there. I was oh. still with my family and I still enjoyed it. It's just, it was, it's difficult. Sure. Um, th- does your family know about this um, difficulty you feel? Uh, yeah. I expressed to them, like, you know, some, a couple of years ago, actually, that I don't want to go to this party. I don't okay. feel right being around these people and oh. I would much rather just be left alone. But, you know, families being families, you always have to go with, to these, la- these large family events. Mm-hmm. Do they do the the typical um parang mejowa ka na ba? Ang taba mo na. Uh, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> every single time. Always a new update required with every single yeah. year. Do they make you perform? Like, Actually, that's something that has been happening to me ever since I was a child. Ay talaga, because, what, what, how do you yeah. perform? Like my my dad's side is very musically inclined. Oh, okay. And so it's it's sort of passed on to my brother and I. So I play the piano and my brother plays the guitar and we both sing. And so ever since I was a child, my during the parties, my lolos and my titas say, oh, it's your turn to sing the man. And then they'd be waving 20 pesos in my face, <laughs> sort of bribing me. <laughs> uh, and recently, I started dancing. And so oh, wow. all of a sudden... All of a sudden, uh, my mom my mom shares like, "Oh, did you know uh, he's dancing? Now he's learned how to dance." And you know, twenty pesos comes out again. So, oh, show us the one. Grabe inflation. lang ano pag dancing. I think I would imagine that's physically harder. So that's it be at least sixty pesos. Um, how how do you feel about uh? Yung, yung sense of cheer and joy that, that happens during this time. Um, let, let's, let's talk about it in the context of like pre-pandemic Christmas. Parang you know how parang a lot of people are very excited to go to their, ano, to their, what call this, their uh, gatherings. Um, parang do you feel, do you feel an apprehension or parang a, a, a difference a sense of, of being apart from people because they feel more enthusiastic about the holidays than, than you are? Well, I guess my apprehensions regarding the holidays or like my feelings, like the feelings that I have regarding that come mm-hmm. from both my mental issues and just generally like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not religious, but my family is very, very religious. Like every Christmas, we'd always have this really long ceremony wherein we'd uh, sing Christmas songs. Uh, like, like we we all be gathered into a room and we'd be watching like videos regarding the birth of Jesus and stuff. Oh wow! So, yeah, they're they're very religious. So, I, I mean, I'm not I don't I'm not mad at it or I don't think it's wrong. It's just yeah, they're they're religious. They're a religious family. 
Uh, uh, do you think uh, has has religion been a factor in your anxiety or um, your depression? Like, has it ever been a reason why you were triggered or um, ayun, parang something like that? Like, parang has it ever been something that affected you that way? Uh, well, beforehand, I uh, my family when my family still. Uh, thought that I was uh, religious, I was always thinking what, like, this isn't me, right? This mm-hmm. is something that I don't like doing. I don't believe in. But eventually I came out to them about it. I said, I don't really, you know, associate with religion. I'm not a religious person. And surprisingly, they were very accepting and welcoming to the idea. They, of course, they wanted me to still be religious and try to get me back in, you know, uh, hanging crucifixes in my room, putting up uh, images putting of St. Michael. Waving to us. <laughs> If only they did that. No. They paid me in. They paid me in uh, new rosaries and images of Saint Michael. But yeah, it it felt a lot lighter for me afterwards when they sort of accepted that I'm not a religious person, and okay. they were fine with it. Wow, you're you're very lucky. You're kind of a rare Pokemon in terms of yeah. Um, your family dynamics, siguro. Yeah, which is why I felt really compelled to do this because. If I'm put in this, like I'm already coming from this place of privilege and this rare opportunity with a family that really understands how much more those that you know have yeah. are stuck with a traditional Filipino family that don't enjoy the same privileges that I do have not been diagnosed properly. So oh, I feel like this is a good like, way. Yeah, they can't even talk about it to their friends. What more on a podcast for yeah. everyone to hear? So um, that said, that means that you really don't care if they hear this podcast right like no I'm, i don't i really don't mind okay good <laughs> okay so um how do you deal with your conditions when they go on overdrive during the holidays like what are your go-tos to get you through um usually it's during the events mismo that I feel these feelings of like anxiety and I want to like distance myself socially or like I just feel sad and for no reason. Uh, So what I do is I just, you know, I stay in one room like with my brother, with my cousins and while they're doing their own stuff, I just sit down, meditate, just relax, calm myself down and take, I'll, I'll take the family in small bits, right? I can't stay outside with all my family members for three hours. I'd go out for 20 minutes, come back in, wait for maybe 10 more minutes, then go back out again for 20 minutes. So at least that way, it's not overwhelming for me and I can okay. balance it. Wow, you're... But you're, there's... Uh, go, go ahead. There's all, sorry, sorry. Uh, there's also this... Uh, when, I first, when I was first diagnosed, there was this feeling of like something similar to survivor's guilt wherein okay. I've been... Like I've been given all of these blessings like given the opportunity for a good education and with a relatively stable uh, position in life. And yet I still feel sad. Like I felt like I didn't have any right to be sad when there are other people who are doing much worse than me. Right. Right. But, and especially during Christmas when it's like season of Thanksgiving, no matter how much I want to be thankful, like it's, it's hard to see it that way when you're clouded by these issues that when you close your eyes, all you see and all you think of is how sad and how lonely you are. When, right. as a matter of fact, it isn't that way. Oh, so, so how do you convince yourself that, or how how do you what what do you do to address that? 
that feeling of guilt? Uh, I that's where my friends came in. My friends really mm-hmm. helped me out with that. I'm lucky and so happy to have a very tight knit and very welcoming group of friends who have been with me for over six years. So okay. yeah, they're they're one of the reasons why I was able to get over it. They've been your friends since um since high school, correct? Like yeah. six years. Some of them actually even earlier, like around fifth grade. Wow. So when I when I was still pretty young, yeah. Okay, that that sounds good. You know, you're you're very parang um I've interviewed several people before who you know also have depression and anxiety and parang you seem to be the most well-rounded. <laughs> I mean, uh, <laughs> in terms of uh what do you call this? Not well-rounded. I mean, that is the wrong word for it. More of um the luckiest in terms of yeah. support systems. I mean, I've, I've had six years to work it out, so yeah, I, I, I had more than enough time. Okay. Um, speaking of time, uh, what if okay na, I mean, more or less okay na ang mga bagay next year, um, would you actually kind of look forward to the family reunions that you used to dread? I want to say yes, but I honestly have to say no. Because, yeah, okay. <laughs> you know, as much as I want to say hey, my family, I finally see them after two years, it's, it's still the same feeling. Mm-hmm. I, I really just don't want to be around people. Do you, do you take medication, if I may ask? Yes, I do take medication. Okay, so, so you've been taking that regularly? Yep, it's shifted over the years, but I've been stuck on this one for about a year and a half already. Okay, that's great. So, um, moving on from New Year's, from, uh, from, from Christmas, sorry. Are your feelings during Christmas different from how you feel about New Year's Eve or the New Year? What's it like for you during this time? Honestly, it's very, very similar to Christmas because oh, okay. like, uh, for me, it's just arbitrary. Right? It's just, okay, yeah, okay another, another year passes, great. But uh, at first, when I was like first diagnosed and like the whole, I didn't really understand how to deal with it or how to manage my feelings and how to sort of calm myself down. There was this like the whole New Year's resolution, right? Like Uh-oh. I would think, what did I get done this year? And the answer to that was usually nothing because I was just doing my best to get, uh, get by day to day. Right. And it, it, it would be, it, it was depressing when I would reflect and look back on it. Uh-oh. And Sometimes I would spiral into depressive episodes and I'd be out of sync for maybe a month or two. It would be that bad. Oh, wow. But, yeah. But I was, but, yeah, through therapy and through uh, other specialists that I've seen, I've really grown to sort of be able to be able to control my thoughts mm-hmm. and to be able to just grow into a better, uh, more learned and more capable person when it comes to these issues. Okay, that's that's great. And you said other specialists. Um, that, that's besides the psychiatrist and the therapist. Uh yeah. So I've I actually have multiple therapists, like okay. for different issues. Like one would be for like the anxiety. I have another therapist who helps me with uh, managing my self-image and my like how like the feeling of self-loathing and self-hatred that comes with these sort of uh, these mental health issues. Mm-hmm. So they help me with two different aspects, but they all contribute to my overall mental health. That's so interesting. Um, 
because usually yun nga pang usually it's it's actually either just the the psychotherapist or the psychiatrist and you have uh three uh, is that correct a, a psychiatrist and two therapists yes i i'm actually lucky enough that my dad uh my dad was actually high school friends with one of them and mm-hmm. he rec- like like uh the way it works is they like both my therapists work under the same uh they both work actually no even my psychotherapist like the actual doctor yeah also works within the same uh office or the same sort of clinic oh, okay. so yeah so if i if i have to see one of them i'm technically going to see three of them wow that's that's wow you you really are the rarest pokemon yeah. <laughs> you're so lucky <laughs> uh, i'm i'm sorry if this is a bit off topic pero point do they trade notes like like do they work together or is this something that parang they still maintain patient doctor confidentiality or patient therapist confidentiality well they would ask me first if i would if like for example i bring something up in a session with therapist a and they say i think therapist b would also be able to help you with this mm-hmm. uh is it okay if i share this with them and of oh. course i'll say yes i want to get better <laughs> of course wow that's great um yeah, and so guys, to those who are listening, um, therapy is very valuable. And uh, see, I mean, you can get you can get more than one even if you can. But it's also that? it's it's also very expensive. Yeah, so, but I was about to ask that. Like, how do you feel about the yeah. accessibility issues? I mean, for me, it's more of like private therapy, right? I'm paying them directly, but. Oh. I know that there are also like uh, guidance counseling and therapy programs within Ateneo for like people who are within my community. Uh-uh. Uh, I'm not sure about other universities, but uh, if I've, I've gone to them as well, actually, Ateneo, the therapists there. Um, uh, yes, uh-huh. yes. And they are also very well equipped and very, like, they're just as good, if not better, than my own therapists. So if um, if you're working I, I for a company, or don't hear that. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, one of them works. Uh, one of them works in coordination with the oh, okay. outside there sometimes. Okay. Uh, so, if your community or if your university or whatever employment you have sort of has that, then I, I would highly recommend it because they're very helpful. Okay, have you ever talked to your therapists about about the hol- your holiday issues? Not re- not specifically holiday issues, but more on family gathering and social gatherings. Right, right. And uh, did, what did, did they give any particular advice, or did they point anything out that was of interest? Well, they really just taught me that um, my feelings, like the way that I feel, is valid regardless of whatever happens, because right. you know it's, you can't really devalidify this kind of mental issue mm-hmm. but that doesn't give me an excuse to sort of make it bad for everyone that mm, okay that's interesting uh, yeah, that i still have this sort of agency over my own thoughts and so they taught me how to manage my thoughts they taught me how to do that the 20 minute 10 minute thing that i talked about earlier Mm-mm. and yeah they, they they said that if you just aren't feeling well then you aren't feeling well Take a break, uh, go outside, wait a bit, then come back in when you're ready. Because it's better that you take some time to get ready than go in rather than 
being there and uncomfortable the entire time because people can and will notice. Right. And you don't want people to sort of get that off feeling about you. Mm-mm-mm. Okay. Wow. That's, that, that's great. And that's great advice for people who are also, um, who quite more or less feel the same way you feel about uh, family gatherings. So, Glue, we are actually down to our, our last question on this podcast, and we call it the beauty queen question. <laughs> so, um, Glue Lanusa, if you have kids in the future, whether or not they have mental health conditions, like how would you manage the holidays in such a way that they don't have to experience the same things you experience? How would you make the holidays better, so to speak? Honestly, I just do the same thing that I do or that my therapist recommend to me. Mm-mm. If they're not comfortable with it, I would want to... Fo- Actually, you know, I'd want to foster an environment wherein my kids can feel uh, safe and comfortable enough to tell me, like, uh, Dad, I'm, I don't feel well or I, I'm having an attack or I'm, I, I feel uncomfortable. And I want to be able to provide them the avenue to say, it's okay, go ahead and take a break. Come back in when you're ready. So I want them to figure it out on their own, at their own pace, and I don't want to force anything on them. Okay. Like, for example, if we're like at a family gathering and they tell me that they're really not feeling well and they want to go home, Mm-mm. then sure. Okay, let's, let's say our goodbyes and let's go home because I know what you're feeling. I know how it feels like, and I don't want you to go through this. But, of course, I'm gonna, still going to talk to them and like, hopefully get something out Mm-mm. but yeah just generate that environment wherein my kids are able to freely speak to me and vent their concerns to me and I want to be able to address them the same way that I was able to address my own issues okay that's perfect and hopefully you also give them more than 20 pesos yeah I'll give them 25 but, oh, okay, a slight okay. increase yeah okay well, or I, or I just won't I won't teach them to sing so they're not forced to. okay <laughs> okay Ayan. so thank you Glue thank you so much for sharing thank all you so of much, that with too. us and that guys is our show if you would like to guest on I've Got an Opinion or want to submit an opinion piece to Rappler just email opinion at rappler.com I'm Marguerite Leon thank you for listening mm-hmm.